Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, welcome back to the conversation. We began at the top of the last hour. We welcome you to hour number two, by the way, uh, with some discussion pertaining to uh, what's transpiring in the state of California in relationship to the impact of the California Healthy Youth Act that was signed by then-Governor Jerry Brown in 2015. Now, sex ed in California has been controversial for years And if you could ever imagine it getting more controversial, well, it has. Not just the matter of teaching sexual education in high school or middle school, but now taking it all the way down to grades K through 6. And what's, I think, most egregious about this particular measure now, Bill, is the fact that while in other grade ranges... There are requirements that the content, the material, the discussion be age-appropriate. There really isn't any such thing for grades K through 6. Now, you're probably slapping the top of the radio right now thinking, no, the needle must be stuck. I heard, boy, there's an outdated reference. (laughs) I'm sure Greg didn't mean to say that there's no requirement that the content and material be age-appropriate grades kindergarten through sixth, but aha, that's exactly what you heard. There is now an effort toward passing Senate Bill 673 that aims to right many of the wrongs of AB 329, the California, so-called California Healthy Youth Act. Let's get details now. Marlo Tucker joins us, director of the California chapter of Concerned Women for America. Marlo, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and thank you so much. So how did this original measure even get through that would not have these protections built in? I think the focus um, is not on the parents. I think there's an agenda going out that is attacking our children in education, and um, they're also focusing on younger children. And the solution is really not bypassing parental authority bringing them into the conversation. And thankfully, Senator Mike Morrell has introduced Senate Bill 673. And his legislation requires school districts who do choose to teach sex education in um, as early as transitional kindergarten to sixth grade to provide parents um, online access to review the material and also transparency by um, requiring age appropriateness and also giving um, parents an opt-in. So a signature is required in order for them to opt their children in and thereby being a part of the conversation. It's um, a, a problem that sex ed is being introduced to transitional kindergarten to sixth grade because the shift in focus 
um, used to be, it, there's a shift in focus. It used to be um, sex ed just for junior high and high school, and it was on puberty and reproduction, and now it has shifted, um, sadly, to um, sexual pleasure and gender identity and sexual orientation. And um, this causes big problems because that exacerbates the problems of child-on-child abuse, especially older children, on younger children, and also um, uh, the heavy topics of sex without context, healthy context from parental contribution and guidance, you know, it could add to addictive behaviors. And so this is the beginning of the year, and we're already having urgent calls to action to believers to, um, to, to be mobilized to act. Even from your own homes, you can call the Senate Education Committee. They are meeting January 15th to review the Senate bill that really protects children, that um, recognizes, and, uh, recognizes and respects parental authority. And if you just get on our website, Concerned Women for America, oh, I'm sorry, concernedwomen.org forward slash California, you'll find all the information to call the senators. There's only seven of them, and they represent all of us. It doesn't matter what district they're in. They're representing us, and they need to hear from you. Um, We've been calling them and bombarding them. And um, they're finally starting to realize maybe this is something they should support. And um, there's a rally that we can participate in on, in Sacramento on January 15th. And if you are close by or have a friend or family member close by, I urge you to um, come to the south steps of the Capitol on January 15th at 8 a.m. You can talk at the Senate Education Committee and talk to these seven members and say, hey, we we care about our children, and you should too. And um, your voice will be heard. Also, it's a support rally. There will be thousands of parents and uh, concerned citizens. Um, Senator Mike Morrell will be there. I'll be there. And um, this is just a time where we can just get together and protect our children because there's a big uh, problem in education today. And our voices can definitely be heard. This bill was introduced because um, Senator Mike Morrell actually heard the story of a mom, a mom of three, who um, found out that her kid was going to be exposed to sex ed at fifth grade. And she called the school district, and they didn't answer her calls readily. It took about a month for a runaround, and finally they just gave her a vague vague description, and um, she never got the answer she needed until she really researched on her own. And um, this is a big problem because parents are so busy, and they don't realize that there's been a shift in focus in sex ed, and they don't realize that there has been an allowance for sex ed to be taught to the youngest of our children. I mean, transitional kindergarten is four years old up to um, sixth grade, which is 11-year-olds. You know, Marla, what I find so outlandish, so unthinkable about all of this, and and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm about to to, uh, really display a tremendous degree of ignorance here, but with all that we have of warnings, conversations in the news, discussions at, at multiple levels about the dangers of child pornography, for example, 
how rampant sex trafficking is, both in the United States and overseas. All that we're seeing going on with the Me Too movement, even as Harvey Weinstein is on the front page of the newspaper virtually every day. All of these layers of issues that all surround this single topic, and yet, for some unknown or inexplicable reason, instead of doing what we can to protect and insulate our, our sons and daughters from becoming victims, we're instead sexualizing them in every fashion that we can, telling them that, you know, a, a six-year-old child can decide what gender he or she is. And, and I mean, it, it, it just, I, I just, there seems to be a massive disconnect here between what we like to complain about and then what we actually end up doing when it comes to the issue of sexuality in children. Yeah, and that is our concern. Um, there's a declining quality of education. There's a de- deterioration of parental rights and authority. And um, including the sexual indoctrination, they're taking advantage of the busyness of families. Um, It's rampant in social media. We shouldn't be teaching it in education. And it's sad that uh, um, education isn't focusing on the children. And so um, we just really need your support, all of you, to um, support the Senate bill because we finally have a legislation that is on our side, that will fight against all the pornography, all the sexual indoctrination, at least chipping away. And um, this grassroots movement is very strong. It's very um, influential. And all of you can be a part of it. Just a phone call again or showing up at the Capitol. Um, This is something that we need our voices heard. And um, some uh, some of the senators are listening. And the more that we call, the more that we pray about this, um, you know, we can chip away against such um, horrible influences in our children. You know, they need, uh, uh, the Bible says, train up a child in which he should go, and he will not depart from it. And so it's a call to parents to um, put their children first, pray for their children. There are so many... Um, influences out there that are not in the best interest of children. And so pray, pray for the education in California, pray for the Senate committee, um, education committee members, pray for the Senate, pray for this legislation, and pray that um, the Lord, you know, will um, provide mightily and be glorified. And, Lord, and pray also for Senator Mike Morrell as he courageously stepped up against so much opposition out there. And again, this is going to be heard coming up uh, as early as, what is it, next uh, Wednesday, Thursday? Yes, January 15th. 15th. Um, yeah, and so please come to the rally. Again, it's exciting. You can actually uh, have your voices heard at the Senate um, education committee, and then uh, you'll hear from speakers on supporting this bill. And this is important because this bill could be killed right in that committee. And so, um, if they don't hear from you, you know, the, um, this avenue to protect our children um, can be destroyed. And so, um, this is a wonderful way for us to um, gather together as believers to. Uh, to pray and to get our voices heard 
on the phones and in person. All right. Um, good information. Again, details available at ConcernedWomen.org, ConcernedWomen.org. Some important components to Senate Bill 673 that will correct many of the failures inherent to AB 329, the California Healthy Youth Act. And again, this will be coming up for review in the Senate Education Committee on January the 15th. So come up to the rally if you can that day, uh, both on the um, rally there to support uh, SB 673 on the uh, steps of the Capitol and the complete details available, too, where you can contact your member of the California Senate at ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org. 615. Time to get you an update on traffic as we thank Marlo Tucker, director of the California chapter of Concerned Women for America. Let's thank our good friends in the KFAX Traffic Center for a look at your Wednesday ride home. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome to Healing Habits Now with Dr. John Duong of the Holistic Health Center. You know, it's an interesting and perhaps troubling new research just published by the Centers for Disease Control. This has come out in the last 30 days, revealing alarming new numbers in American health, or perhaps better put, the lack thereof. In the arena of pain and pain management, fully 21% of Americans now report suffering from chronic pain. 21%. That's nearly a quarter of the U.S population, but wait, another 8% have been diagnosed with what doctors are calling high-impact chronic pain. Without regard to what the source of your pain might be, here's what I can tell you, because you can tell us even better. You suffer from it every day. It oftentimes is debilitating to the point where you find just day-to-day tasks and responsibilities at home or at work become nearly impossible to complete. And worse yet, for weeks, months, maybe years, you've sought solutions and unfortunately have found no answers. Dr. Duong, wow, 21%? Yes. And we're up to almost 30% of Americans. If we add in that 8 percentile dealing with high-impact chronic pain, this is becoming almost a pandemic. Yes. A lot of people are living in, in pain. The worst part of it is that when they have pain, that you don't have the quality of life that you truly deserve. That's what we put on earth for, to live better, live longer, and to live happier so that we can serve. There's been talk in recent months about addressing the pandemic that is taking place with opioid abuse. And a lot of people think, well, people are just doing this for um, so-called recreational drug use purposes. But from these new numbers out of the CDC, it sounds to me like a big part of this is in a failed attempt at pain management that, quite frankly, a good percentile of Americans are not living life to its fullest, not really able to function because the degree of pain through which they must survive every day is just unmanageable. That's why I'm here. I'm here to give people hope. You don't have to live in pain if you follow the right pathway. If you follow in there, uh, a pathway that just masking the problem, of course, the pain will continue and continues to get worse. But if you're following the right pathway of the body has the ability inside you to heal, you can get better because that's why I'm here to share this message so people 
who are in pain or people who have any chronic disease, there is always hope so that you can get better. I'm here to share with you my knowledge. You know, ironically, we know that in many miraculous ways, the body does have a natural way of healing itself. If you cut yourself on a paper cut, maybe within a day or two, that begins to heal up. The body has the ability to regenerate cells. It's incredible if we allow the body to do and function as God designed it to. Exactly. Just how healthy we can be. But the problem is that lack of knowledge. What scriptures say, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. You've brought a very special guest with you here today. Uh, introduce us, would you please? Yeah, this is Michelle, and she's one of the, um, my patients. And then she's very kind enough to come to the station and share this information with the audience. Our goal is to give people hope. You don't have to suffer through with pain or to any chronic disease. Marshall, thank you for being with us today. And we had a chance to visit briefly uh, before we came on the broadcast today. You were sharing with me that you've been dealing with chronic pain in a variety of arenas, almost to the point of being debilitating for the better part of a decade, a decade and a half now. Tell us a bit about what's been going on. Um, being a longtime sufferer of migraines for actually 20 years and then dealing with chronic pain issues for the past decade and a half, about 15 years, it had been very difficult to function by the time I got to Dr. Duong. And I did find myself having to come off work just because it was such an overwhelming situation where pain was a daily circumstance for me. One that was just unable, I wasn't able to manage it anymore and was quite hopeless. You mentioned chronic fatigue to me before we Mm -hmm. came on the air today, Uh, dealing with inflammation, uh, migraine headaches that you just referred to, and and practically speaking, almost every part of your body aching. It sounds like for a long time, you just kind of pushed through the pain, did the best that you could, but it eventually became to the point where, as you suggest, was debilitating. Yes, very much so. Um, Having a high tolerance for pain, it became my norm. But then my body started responding to the fact that it couldn't function at that level of pain reached the breaking point. Exactly. And literally um, had to just come off work and rest and try and heal. And pursuing traditional medicine... I did that on a regular basis, but never had any resolve for the issues that I was dealing with. It would mask the so symptoms, but not, not as if you were sitting at home on the couch just oh, dealing no. with the pain. So you sought out doctors. Yes. They gave you examinations. They yes. probably prescribed a whole yes. apothecary of medication yes. and no results? No results. Dermatologists, rheumatologists, osteo. Pathic doctors, general practitioners, um, physical therapists, all of that. To the point where I had probably about 10 different prescriptions that I was on when I first came to Dr. Duong, just two and a half months ago. And Dr. Duong, how typical is this for patients that come to see you, like Marshall, that are dealing with chronic pain that has gone out over years and years, they've sought medical relief, they've been prescribed medication, and instead of getting results that seem to suggest that, like in her case, she's improving, in fact, over the years, she's actually gotten worse. Is this common? It's very common because, we, like I said earlier, you have to follow the right pathway. The pathway of masking the, your symptoms with like uh, medications, that's not the healing pathway. You have to 
understand the body mechanism, allowing the body to heal naturally. That's the white pathway of healing. That's what God designed us for, the healing from within. So the approach that in your practice is very different then from what many are familiar with. Again, go in, doctor, it hurts here when I do this. The doctor either says, well, don't do that, or here, let me prescribe you some medication, almost as if to suggest if you're going in to receive pain pills, for example, to deal with chronic lower back pain or maybe neck pain or uh, the results of anything from arthritis to thyroid disease and all of that that can accompany it, that we just need more pills because somehow we have a pill deficiency. But that really is a very uh, awkward way of approaching it. You're suggesting that we really need to look at this from a natural standpoint because the body is designed to be able to heal if we can only take it down the right path. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yes. The body can heal, period. But there's always pattern. So you need to recognize the patterns so, so, um, from patient's symptoms. Why did people, patients said, if they have a chronic conditions like thyroid, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, any autoimmune, any kind of, kind of um, chronic disease or chronic pain, there's a pattern. First is that sleep. Can you fall asleep? Can you stay asleep? Do you wake up in the middle of the, the night and your brain are raising? There's always the reason. So sleeping is something that we need to help the patient to solve. The second is the diet. Are they eating the right food? Everyone knows about gluten. Even some people, they even try to cut off gluten for like six months or half a year, but it doesn't seem to be very effective. Initially, it helps, but two months or three months later, it doesn't seem to be effective. Diet, one of the things that I discovered that really helps to understand the diet portion is genetic testing. Once we identify the genetic, where's your genetic weakness in terms of like a gluten, okay, and in terms of your probiotic, in terms of your vitamin D. So those, those are all lead into the inflammatory process. But one of the most important thing is that even the food that you think that is good for you can be harmful to you. Hmm. For example, spinach, tomatoes, avocados. Why? They're, those are all good food, but it's good to other people. Maybe not to yourself because you're genetic, you have a um, histamine breakdown issue. So we need to identify genetics to help the patient to have put in the right food into the system. And then there's other things that we test. like We test for 55 genes to understand the mechanism of the body. And then there's also the, uh, the pattern of the gut, the digestive tract, right? We are understand 80% of the immune system is where it's in the gut. The pattern is that in the gut. So are you digesting your food? Do you have any constipation, any diarrhea, any bloatedness when you eat? So we need to understand that because we need to heal the gut and feed the gut with the good probiotic. So this way, that, that would give the gut the better chance to heal. And, and clearly, there's something going on that's triggering the system, like in the case, as you've taught us in, in past programs, of like arthritis, which is at the core in auto immune problem. Yes. If the body is somehow now attacking itself, it's misidentified the enemy. And as a result now, we're suffering from chronic pain, inflammation, the joints. And, and you had gone through some of that, Marcelle, as well, oh, I guess. most definitely. I had been diagnosed with um, psoriatic arthritis. So definitely dealing with the pain from that inflammation, insomnia, um, pre-diabetic, all of those things had very all of the sensitivities to avocado, spinach, and everything, and didn't know why. Yeah. And 
coming from a history where my mother died from Lou Gehrig's disease when I walked into Dr. Duong's office. That was where I thought I was headed, mm. literally. That must um, have been terrifying for you. Definitely Knowing so. the family history and the way you had been feeling. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh. So being able to identify what the core root issues were and then have a solution that was viable, took some work. Uh, I cheated on my diet a couple of times <laughs> and felt the results of that, but I have learned my lesson. So um, it has been very renewing as far as giving me hope. You're listening to Healing Habits now with Dr. John Duong of the Holistic Health Center. More information available by going to healinghabitsnow.com. That's healinghabitsnow.com. Or by calling 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Don't forget, for a limited time, Dr. Duong is giving a very special opportunity for the first eight callers that qualify. You'll receive a consultation regularly a $287 value for just $47. This is available to the first eight callers to 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Or by visiting online, healinghabitsnow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You're listening to Healing Habits Now with Dr. John Duong of the Holistic Health Center. More information available by going to healinghabitsnow.com. That's healinghabitsnow.com. Or by calling 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Don't forget, for a limited time, Dr. Duong is giving a very special opportunity for the first eight callers that qualify. You'll receive... A consultation, regularly a $287 value for just $47. This is available to the first eight callers to 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Or by visiting online, healinghabitsnow.com. There's a remarkable side of this story, and we mentioned at the onset that some of what you've been dealing with health-wise dates back 15, 20 years over that course of time, Dr. Duong, that Marshall has gone and seen doctors and been prescribed medication and gone through all of it. No improvement. In fact, if anything, your situation grew worse over time. And then she came and saw you. You engaged in genetic testing. You began looking at where she at health-wise, how is the body processing the food, et cetera, et cetera. And now, remarkably, in not 20 years to come and begin seeing results, but in barely just over two months, she's beginning to see some results. And is it fair enough to say that for you, this is the first time in your recollection that you felt this pain-free? Is that fair? Yes. (laughs) The first time in a long time. And didn't even think this was possible. I, I walked in open for whatever suggestions could be made so that I could feel just a modicum of better. Now, a lot of doctors at this point, they say to us, well, you're at that age. Exactly. And we, we <laughs> think that we just have to embrace the pain because right. we think this is normal. But you're suggesting, Dr. Duong, that this this kind of pain and the life that poor Marshall was dealing with was not normal. It's not, it's not normal. We don't have to live in pain. 
our body has the capacity to heal as much as we can, but don't damage it. Don't wait until that you have it damaged and then come and, uh, come and get some treatment. So once she came in, met with you, you ran through a panel of tests. Yes. What were the results of those tests, and how did you begin to then give her direction to change her lifestyle? Look at her, her weakness. Where is her weakness in her genetic? So once we know the genetic weaknesses, so now uh, we can give the body the right supplement at the right time for the right conditions. So that's how genetic information would be able to uh, help us to identify where's the weakness. So now we put them in the right foot, now the body can heal. It's not very complicated. It's very simple. We just need to have the heart. We need to have the faith and deliver the hope. And the good the news is that the, the, the hard part God already did, right? We just have to follow the right prescription based on the way he wants us to live, the way he wants us to eat, proper diet. And as you do that and make some of these changes, the proof, as they say, is in the pudding. Definitely. So it can seem very overwhelming because when you're dealing with those types of chronic issues for so long, you you just are hopeless but when you're given a very simplistic way of doing it, and not only simplistic but encouraging, where you actually can succeed in it, it just makes all of the difference in the world. And, Marshall, two and a half months in, you're already seeing marked, measurable results. Over years of having dealt with it, embraced the pain, if I can say that, or at the very least pushed through it to do what you needed to do, busy working, your your husband's in full-time ministry, you're involved in ministry, you've got kids. There's just, there's a lot going on. You push through the pain, but I would suspect in a lot of that, there probably wasn't much joy, was there? No, and that became very discouraging, living a life where you feel it's set apart for God and you're serving him and you don't understand why this is going on. Um, It became a stewardship issue, though, for me, too, as well, in the sense of taking care of the temple that God has given me and paying attention to what it needed in order for it to be used the way he had purposed me to use. Were there moments where you were prepared to just kind of give up or that you felt as if God had kind of abandoned you? Oh, yes, most definitely. Along with all of this chronic pain, anxiety, stress, and depression were a huge portion of it. And literally just being overwhelmed and consumed by the fact that well, I guess this is my plight, and this is what I'm looking at. Literally, the day I walked into Dr. Duong's office, I was counting down the years um, in comparison to my mother's life that I had left. Knowing that your mother was diagnosed and eventually passed away from ALS must have been terrifying for you. It was terrifying in the sense of I only found out two weeks prior to her death that she had the disease, and she had only been diagnosed eight months prior. So it wasn't the typical situation, but what I've heard from so many doctors is we've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do with that. You're an anomaly. We we don't. We'll give you the protocol, but it's you know we just have to try and see if that's going to work, and it was not successful. And the the fear of potentially not being around to see mm-hmm. kids get married, grandkids, all of that that must have really hurt your heart. It did hurt my heart, and to the point of acceptance, well, I guess I won't see my grandkids. I guess I won't be able to continue on living a legacy of righteousness, which is what I was hoping to do, 
and started actually looking at what do I need to do in these last years that I have because I don't think there's any resolve to any of this. Wow. And Dr. Duong, we started in talking about the new CDC numbers. 21% of Americans in chronic pain, 8% on top of that diagnosed with high-impact chronic pain. And I would imagine for a lot of those people that sense, as Marshall had, of just being hopeless. I, I just, I have to push through. I do the best that I can, but I don't see any hope and there's no joy. That's That sounds like it must be very typical for sufferers of chronic pain. Yes. The hope is in God. He gives us the perfect body to heal. So there's always hope and just continue to have faith and take actions so that you can get better. Because what I want to do is that hope is always there. Take actions. You can get better. And since beginning to develop for yourself these new healing habits, changing lifestyle, changing diet, having the guidance of Dr. Wong and, of course, the genetic testing that gave you a better sense of the picture of what's going on. The results in the last two and a half months for you, what, what is that like? What is your life like today, two and a half months later, from the day you walked in to Dr. Wong's office thinking, I have this family history. No one said it to me yet, but I have a sense that this picture is not going to end very well, and it's going to end much more rapidly than I could have ever in my worst nightmares thought of. From that moment to where you're at today, how has life changed for you? Oh, life has changed tremendously, as I said, beyond my expectations in the sense of when I first came to him on 10 different prescriptions. Um, today, I'm only on three of those, and the third one is a half a dose of what it was before. Um, dealing with issues as far as the psoriatic arthritis, the autoimmune issues where my body was literally attacking itself, insomnia where I couldn't sleep. I'm sleeping better. I'm eating better. I've dropped a size as far as clothing, and so I'm looking different. I have more energy. I'm exercising now, which I hated exercising before because it hurt all that so pain, bad. Of course. It just hurt so bad, yeah. but now actually feeling rejuvenated from being able to energize my body through exercise and breathing. And Dr. Duong, I'm curious. Uh, of course, you have patients all over the Bay Area. You've got a long history of helping people like Marshall address the health challenges that they're facing and establish a new healthier habit, a new healthier pattern. If this is where she's at today in just two and a half months' time, where do you see her six months or a year from now in terms of the ongoing health progress? She's going to enjoy life much better and able to contribute and serve. The most important thing that we put on this earth is to get ourselves better so that we can serve other people, and that's what it is. And the most important thing is not only that you do the right things, but the most important thing is continue to do all the right things. That's why we name and we are still start branding our name is called Healing Habits. That's why we call it HealingHabitsNow.com. So it's the habits that we create for the patients. Any chronic disease, any physical pain, we believe the solution is inside your body. Together, we create a healing habit so your, your body, your mind, and your soul can heal from within. As a result, we live a better quality life to serve. 
And as we see in Scripture, God doesn't want us to just simply survive, but to thrive. Yes. And she's going to be around for all those grandkids. 20 or 30 or 40 of them, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe oh, 30 or 40 is a bit much. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need energy for that, yes, won't you? Yes, definitely. Well, Marshall, we sure appreciate you coming in today to share your story with our listeners. And uh, Dr. Duong, I want to mention again for the benefit of listeners, they'd like to get more information. They can call you at area code 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Or get more information online at healinghabitsnow.com. That's healinghabitsnow.com. She is a walking miracle. Yes, she did all the right things, even though there's a certain time that she cheated on the food that she's not uh, supposed to eat. I said, don't be so negative. Just learn from it. It's always positive. Always has a positive thoughts in your mind. Learn from it and continue to thrive. The good news is we serve a God of second chances. Information again on the web at HealingHabitsNow.com. That's HealingHabitsNow.com. Dr. John Duong, along with Marshall, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks, Ray. You're listening to Healing Habits Now with Dr. John Duong of the Holistic Health Center. More information available by going to HealingHabitsNow.com. That's HealingHabitsNow.com. Or by calling 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Don't forget, for a limited time, Dr. Duong is giving a very special opportunity for the first eight callers that qualify. You'll receive... A consultation, regularly a $287 value for just $47. This is available to the first eight callers to 510-818-1668. That's 510-818-1668. Or by visiting online, healinghabitsnow.com. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time round, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.